Do you ever ask yourself the question, what is it with gamers and hexes? I mean, all this hex this, hex that, hex map, hex crawl, oh, I don't know. I mean, real maps, you don't draw a real map on hexes, do you? Oh, I don't know. But what I do know is, this is Friday, and that's my Hobster-style intro. Hello, I'm Colin Green, and you are listening to Spike Bit, episode 117. I put up on my Patreon this morning that uh, I was going to give this business of hex maps versus normal gridded maps some consideration. There's um mapping that I want to do that's been bought on by my involvement in my new Western Lands campaign using basic fantasy uh, role play rules and um, it just got me thinking so throughout the morning I've, I've had some sort of um, to and throwing conversation with uh, Rob C from the Down in a Heap podcast and uh, you know he brought up as I expected really the, the sort of the, hist- the historical wargaming roots of Dungeons and Dragons and the RPG hobby, and I can see this for sure. I mean, it is definitely that. Um, although the uh, the Hex Encounter Wargaming for me didn't come along till after I was introduced to role playing. We all know that it was the other way around for the uh, creators of the game, and I can't remember the name of the board game. Wilderness Survival, I think believe that was a hex map that was talked about as the uh the 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 game to use in conjunct in conjunction with your dungeons and dragons when you wanted to run wilderness encounters um so thinking along this idea uh, you know that got me thinking uh, back to this talk of board games and um rob recently has been doing episodes talking about how he's put um get the name of the game now because i wasn't familiar with it but he's taken the board out of a board game and even to some extent uses some of the rules for mass combat and uh sort of domain play i think but this uh, reusing stuff you've already got um rayotis was talking about it with Magic the Gathering cards, and it's something that crops up pretty often. And what the reason I say this is because what have we got on a, a board game board? It's a map, it's a large surface spread out on the table that you can use for some, you know, pretty epic kind of campaign play. And I thought, you know what, I want to use like an actual proper big map. Uh, I've got loads of maps, I love maps. And, uh, you know, there's no argument that maps feature really highly in RPGs. And I'm just going on, going on another one of these map trips. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Um, if you listen back to my old episodes, my introduction to maps in the fantasy genre was through The Hobbit. Uh, I think I'd probably share that with an untold number of other RPG players we had our 
minds captured by that kind of picture of Middle Earth or in the case of the Hobbit, the Wilderlands map. And it's, it's stayed with me all this time. Now I'm thinking, you know, I've got some maps of Wales, Norway, and it would be really cool to get these pressed into action. I, I don't really use these maps so much now, but I did think that I could get down to the charity shop and there's always some old out-of-date maps kicking around in the charity shop. Get them out. I can sort of scribble on them, draw on them, change them. Uh, and, yeah, that I mean, I love all that stuff. I love modifying, I, I don't know, things that you wouldn't normally modify. I've talked about that with my basic fantasy books as well, you know, scrawling into them and kind of putting my own mark on them. This also puts me in mind of something else that uh, Ray was talking about recently on Plundergrounds was this idea of layering and layers of things. Oh, I love, I love um, layers of stuff. When I keep a sketchbook or like my DM log, um, my DM uh, journal, I I do a lot of uh, kind of cutting and pasting and collaging and tearing things out and sticking stuff over and uh i don't know i just i, I like the, the tactile nature of it and uh the kind of you know the uh i don't know what it is it's almost a sort of little bit of rebellion there um maybe i'm a fr frustrated graffiti artist or something i think it's the tactile nature of it as well and that's something you can bring to the table. Throw out a big map. You have all the players gathered around it, planning out what it is they want to do, uh, making kind of tactical decisions or even logistical problems come up and they've got to figure out, you know, getting from A to B. And it all ties in nicely with the theme of exploration that seems to be you know, crucial to that sort of old school play. I put a call into Jason earlier today. It was a couple of messages and I made a bit of a pig's ear of getting my message across. But in it, I kind of wanted to say, you know, the the map of Kalmata, how, it, uh, how um, important that is to getting the, the spirit of uh, exploration going because you've got these blanked out areas of the map and there's experience awarded for exploring them and it seems like a simple thing but when you're on the audio dungeon and you're putting a group together of characters ready to go out into the jungle the thought that you're going to uncover a little bit more of of the unexplored island i don't know there's a weird sort of excitement about it and you can pretty soon get get a a bit of a buzz going and i think everybody kind of enjoys it just as much i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know the reasoning behind it but it it works and uh i think i can bring that to my sessions as well if we've got this kind of exciting big map thing going on so something i want to explore and you know chime in folks if you've got something to say on this subject i know maps are popular froth um Every week on his hump day blogorama, he kind of does a section on maps and by his own admission, 
I think you could call him a bit of a map addict. So, um, yeah, something to mull over. The other thing that I wanted to uh, raise was there seems to be quite a few ex-military type folk uh, that get involved with gaming for whatever reasons. And um, I'm surprised that they go for the hex map idea and not something more accurate and and uh more like real life obviously if you're in the military a lot of branches in the military you're going to get heavily involved with moving across land or sea or air or whatever and you know maps and charts and navigation finding your way uh, are going to play a key role in uh, military operations and i would have thought with their potential familiarity with like these type of military maps, I'm surprised you don't see more in the way of maps like that. We just still see the, uh, you know, the old Wargamers hex map. So that was something um, I'd be interested to hear if anybody's got sort of some reasoning for that type of um, what I see as an anomaly, really. What the... Hey man, it's Cody. I um, am still trying to catch up on all of your m most recent episodes. I think I'm like three or four behind. Um, but Ray Otis was uh, requesting some more Board Game Brothers on his most recent episode, and I am inclined to agree with him. I think um, maybe you and, and Arfet should get back on the mic and talk about some board games. All right, bud. Take it easy. Cody M, M for Mysterious. Thanks for calling in, Cody, and yeah, I, uh, I heard Ray talking about the board game brothers, and I need to get in touch with Fed and see if we can rustle something up. I haven't been playing so much board games lately. Uh, we're still playing Gen 7 on a Saturday morning slot when we can get time to game on a Saturday but my midweek uh, Wednesday night board gaming has fallen by the wayside, owing mostly to the fact that I'm running D&D &D on a Tuesday, and I don't always feel like back-to-back uh, -back nights of gaming. I sometimes like to uh, kind of ponder the night before and let it sink in a bit, especially when I'm running. So, uh, yeah, watch this space, Cody, for that one, and, uh, yeah, thanks for showing an interest, mate. Oh, and I should, as an aside, thank you for raising the uh, subject of starting strength again. I've dug out my PDF copy and I've been rereading it and getting getting my deadlifting going. And uh, yeah, I've got to introduce my squats and that soon. But I wanted to start with a deadlift while I sort my power rack out. If you lift, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I don't want to bore you all with the details. Hey, Colin, it's Frost listening to your latest episode. I love when you do, when you talk to your son and stuff. Uh, um, I love kids' perspectives on games. I love playing with my daughter. and uh, Part of it is just hearing it from a kid's perspective. And then part of it, too, is that they're going to be you know, brutally honest. You know, they're not going to. BS you and say, Oh, it's great. Now you're a great DM. Oh no, I loved it. It's great. You know, they'll tell you what they think. But 
Anyway, wanted to let you know I enjoyed it. Keep up the good work. See ya. I'm glad you enjoyed that episode, Froth, man. Thanks for calling in. And, yeah, you, you just never know what kids are going to say. It never ceases to amaze me. And I like to do those uh, sort of um, episodes with Sonny as much as I can. For whatever reason, they don't seem to be quite so popular. Uh, I don't know, maybe some of them have been a little bit too long or whatnot, but I'm not too worried about that. But uh, I'm glad you like it anyway, and I know, um, you know, there are the fans out there, the people that kind of, it's like the same people that love kids' drawings. I really love kids' drawings as well. It's uh, just their way of seeing things, and... Ah, yeah, you know, stay tuned for more. That's all I can say, really. And uh, the honesty, yeah. And it is a good indicator. I mean, he's another player at my table, and if I can find out what he enjoys, you know, we can have better sessions. Uh, I forget what uh, Mr Hobbs says now. What is it, best session ever, best worst session Best session ever, best session never, or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Hey, Colin, it's Che. I can completely see uh, Black Hack 2nd Edition plus the Midlands being something that, yeah, I'd want to play. I'm with you on that one, man. Um, I absolutely love Glen Seal stuff and the whole kind of green theme of the Midlands. And then I looked at the Black Hack today, which I just got uh, the box set for. And, um, oh man, that's cool too. And the imagery is so cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've not played it, but I, uh, I can see me wanting to, and I could see why you would want to. So yeah, good call, man. Che Webster, Roleplay Rescue there. Just kind of backing me up on my idea of, uh, running Black Hack through the Midlands. And I'm a big fan of Glyn Seal's work. It's quite fitting that he's, uh, being mentioned here on my kind of mapping episode, I must have a look. I got a feeling he tends not to use hexes. Uh, a lot of his maps don't even have a grid. They're more just like um, black and white with a little bit of subtle shading or hatching. And um, yeah, that's fine. He just uses a scale on there. And I guess if you want to know the distances, you just got to take it off using the scale. Nothing wrong with that. And it, it does look very nice. It's very pleasing to the eye. Sometimes when you get grids, hex grid or square grid, it does get a bit busy. So something else I need to, to think about whilst I'm on this little bit of a, a mapping trip. And here's the in blurb. And there it is. I feel I've said... Uh, just about everything I've got to say. I'm pretty sure I haven't forgot anything this time round. But if you'd like to add to the discussion about hex grids versus square grids or no grids, give us a call on Anchor. Let us know your thoughts. Talking of call-ins, thanks for everybody who's called in. Thanks to my pit crew, especially over on Patreon. Set that up earlier this week. Got a few patrons already. Ray Otis, Frank Turfler, Arfed, Carl Birch, and Jeffrey Collier. Thanks for keeping Spike Pit going and growing, guys. And you, the listener, thank you to you. Take care, and I'll catch you later.
By the light of the stars, I was hunting again for a mean old troll in a third level den. I'd been lucky so far, this was old school rules. I should have been cautious, should have used my tools. The path was leafy and the way was dim. The DM cracked a smile, but I ignored him. And then I fell into a spike pit. <laughs>